Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Nun Report. It's uh, It's been a few days since I did a show. We've been working on some upgrades in uh, both software and hardware. Uh, it's we're, we're getting close. We're getting close. So, uh, But it, it took a while to get all the scenes set up, to get things in the right place, to get the lighting corrected and different things like that. So that's what I've been out doing, all in an effort to make the show more presentable and more performable and better for you, actually, which makes it better for me. It's a win-win, right? So... That's what I've been up to. I'm back. This is the first time using the new software. So if I if, if something screws up, I, I would expect that there will be some hiccups today. I'll expect that there'll be some different things. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for bearing with me through that. So we're gonna a lot of stuff's been happening the past week. I'm not gonna rehash stuff that you've already been t- watching and and looking at on other programs and whatnot because. You know, I get that. We got to stay current. The news cycle is about 15 minutes. Maybe actually that's on a that's on a good day. On a regular day, it's probably about 8.5 minutes or something like that. It just goes on and on. So we got uh, we got Xi Jinping coming to the United States today. He's going to hobnob with, uh, you know, Newsom and Biden, I think, is going to make some time for him. But mostly I think he's there to to visit with Newsom. Janet Yellen made an appearance. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Uh, we're going to take a look at. Nikki Haley has been, ever since the debate, she has really kind of gone off the rails, and and she concerns me. Now, I'm not out for bashing other Republicans and other conservatives. I don't consider her either one. So she's fair game to bash, in my opinion. So that's what we're going to talk about Nikki Haley a little bit, because she has said some bizarre things since coming off the debate, which kind of, and and super thin skin too, by the way, If, if you look at what, how she responded to to Vivek attacking her and now she's pulling the woman card and it's just a pathetic looking attempt at um you know I, I don't know what it, it, it's crazy so we're going to take a look at all that we're going to take a look at uh Biden once again being sleepy we have a couple of current events we have the the scary kind of and, and Nikki Haley's calling for it too as well Kathy Hochul in New York and also a Senate bill in Washington state that did not pass this time, but they're trying. And that is more and more control of the information and specifically social media. I can't believe they're calling for it. Actually, I take that back. I can because that's the government's job is to control us and control what we think, what we're exposed to as much as they possibly can. You see, They are the information source. That's how they want it. They want one single source of information, and that's the government. Anything else, simply not acceptable. Simply not acceptable. So let's get going. Let's start off with a. I'm gonna start off with a couple of clips from Nikki Haley because, uh, man, (laughs) do not fall for it. Don't fall for it. She is a deep state neocon. Mm. She she will. You see that everybody that's running for president right now on the Republican side, other than two people, Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy, every single one of them will cave to the left. Every single one of them will cave to the state and the system, even Ron DeSanctimonious. And I've done shows entirely on that as well. So let's get right to it and see what uh, what Nikki Haley's got to say. In case you didn't notice. The liberal media's heads are exploding about my run for president. This was back at CPAC. And we all know obviously. why. The media can't stand the fact that I'm a conservative. Think about it. I'm a woman, I'm a minority, and I'm the daughter of immigrants. 
I am proof that liberals are wrong about everything they say about America. <laughs> she played every single card there. I'm a woman. I'm a minority. I'm a daughter of immigrants. Vote for me. That's something a fucking Democrat would say, okay? That's something that a liberal would say to try to garner votes, to try to, uh, you know, tug on heartstrings and pull the victim card. And she continues to do it to this day. Now, that was back at CPAC. That was before the most recent debate. That's not long after she announced to run for president. And now we have uh, more currently, we have this. What happens? He comes out of the gate. He hits... the female chair of the party. He hits the female anchor on the platform, and then he hits me. And I'm not saying anything. I ain't saying I'm just saying. But he might have a girl problem. I'm just saying he might have a girl problem. Oh, he might have a girl problem. Oh, man. What are you, man? 10? 12? (laughs) Good Lord. So here she is playing the victim card again. Trying to garner up, oh, I'm a woman, and and Vivek, he, he attacked the the moderator, he attacked the anchor, he attacked uh, Rana uh, Daniels, and he attacked me. Wah, 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 wah. Good Lord. So, let me get this straight. You want to be the President of the United States, yet you have to focus on the fact you're a woman. You freak out on the debate stage when Vivek talks about your daughter. If you're going to freak out about those things, Lord help us if you ever become president, because it would be an absolute disaster. She would lead us into war after war, and she would make her decisions irrationally based on emotion. And and I hate to I hate to, I hate to use that stereotype, but stop acting like you're the stereotype. And stop trying to claim the victim just because you're a woman. You're running for president of the United freaking States, okay? We're not quite done with her yet. I often say that the reason I got into politics was because of Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, you write about her being a big inspiration. (laughs) Somebody put this together. I went with my friend Eleanor Kitzman to a firm and leadership program where Hillary Clinton was speaking. And I walked out of there and I said, I'm running for office. It often takes a woman to get the job done. Just saying, sometimes it takes a woman. Sometimes it takes a woman. I guess it does, you know. And it's interesting because she never um, really played that card. And now now she's, we're going to, we're going to bring you up to what's going on now because that remark at, at the debate about the heels, she took real offense to that, obviously. And so keep in mind, she's been playing the victimhood, the womanhood card, the, the immigrant card, the minority card. She's been playing that all this time. And then she's now going to come out and tweet this. And then she starts calling for control of social media but first so after the debate she made those comments you know Vivek attacked all the women and this and that and then she tweeted this she says Vivek I wear heels they're not for a fashion statement they're for ammunition and look at this she (laughs) I love it she got ratioed big time look at this 16.5 thousand comments to uh 7,415 uh, likes or responses. So that's a, that is a huge ratio. And you know what? I think, I think it pissed her off. I think that that tweet 
set her on edge to where now she wants to start talking about censoring social media, about people registering names. So after that tweet, after that tweet, she came out and said it not once, not once, but twice on two different shows and came out and said this. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's... Wait a minute. She's saying that every person basically needs to register. Every single person on social media from every platform needs to have their name known. First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civilian. Oh, and now all of a sudden she's an expert on algorithms and bots on social media. Okay, let's continue. When people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. So your pastor and your family members are going to see it. And you know what? I don't care who sees what I say, but there's good reasons for remaining anonymous online. And they're repeated. I mean, this is not an unknown thing. So you want to dox every single person on social media so that no matter what they say, so that when they, so that when you, they say something you don't like, when you get ratioed because of a tweet, an idiotic tweet, by the way, about your high heels, you think all of a sudden now, oh, we need to have the information on everybody. And she said it not once. She doubled down. Not only did she say it once, she came out and said it again on a different show. Check this. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name. By because name? What about you, Smug? Does he, does he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then, and look, you can put Smug in parentheses, but I want everybody's I want everybody's name, she says. I want everybody's name that is on social media, period. So Queen Haley... Miss Haley, if she is president of the United States, if she is selected to be queen above you all, which is, of course, what she wants to be, then she would say that you need to, uh, you know, you need to all give me your name because nobody should be anonymous on social media. Because then if you say something we don't like, then, yes, then we can come after you. Because after all, we are the thought police. We are in control and we're going to make sure to remind you of that every second that we can, right? Uh, and, and so what's the difference between Nikki Haley, who's running as a Republican, supposedly, but really she's just another deep state. This, this is, uh, she is a Mitt Romney with less manners. How about that? Mitt Romney with less manners. Oh, and a vagina instead of a penis, I assume. But what makes her any different than, say, also, Kathy Also, we're very Hochul. focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts. What's being said on social media platforms? And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit, has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch 
incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is... As defined by the state, by the way, as direct violence, hate speech, as defined by the state. In response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to find to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We what? expect to see people celebrating their lives. Walk- All right, man. Talking about freedom. Just look. I, I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> God, could they reelected her? New York is lost. New York. All right. Write it off, man. New York is gone. They're, they're not coming back. They're not coming back. If you own a business in New York, if you're a property investor in New York, if you think, uh, if you're conservative in New York, get the fuck out, okay? It is not a safe place for you. There was, I, I talked about it, the story last week. Guy in a subway, good Samaritan. Woman's getting attacked. He fires off around to scare the attacker off, which works. This woman could have been injured, killed. Who knows? Guess who got in trouble? The Good Samaritan got arrested. That is what they think of you in New York. So, but it's not just it's not just the East Coast that's having these 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 meltdowns about control of social media and control of your thought and control of your information. No, no, no. In Washington State, uh, thank you, Julie Barrett, for bringing this to my attention. And great write-up, by the way, and on, on uh, Fox. But uh, it, she, uh, conservative women of Washington, by the way, is she runs that. Or she's the founder of that. She's a little bit more hands-off now, but has a great podcast. you got to check that out, too. Julie Barrett, look her up. But uh, we have this going on in Washington State. So... Uh, momentum grows for creating Washington State bias incident hotline that could pay alleged victims with tax dollars, tax money. Spend five minutes. Oh, that's uh, that's not quite the one I was I was going for. I was going for this one. Here we go. Momentum grows. Uh, this is the, this is the beginning of the story. Sorry about. It. I told you to expect some technical difficulties today with the new software. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying, man. Momentum grows for creating Washington State incident bias. Senate Bill 5427 would establish a hotline through the state attorney general's office for residents who call when they experience a hate crime or bias incident. The hotline would gather reports from callers, provide crisis intervention information and referrals to local services, and work with victims and police, the Seattle Times reported. It continues, spend five minutes on Twitter or any given on any given day, and I assure someone would say something offensive. Obviously, you don't want this. This is they're talking about, okay, if anybody but two thousand dollars is the reward, by the way. If you find something offensive, if you find it intimidating, if you find it threatening by your definition in any way whatsoever, Washington State wants to have a hotline. You can give it a call, and if they find merit to your claims, you get two thousand dollars from the Washington State taxpayer. How about that? And this is someone saying that you know saying this is this should not work. So spend five minutes on Twitter on any given day, and I assure someone would say something offensive under this law that we could call a hate crime, hate crime, 
in air quotes, and collect $2,000 from the Attorney General. Julie Barrett, conservative ladies of Washington founder and president, told told the Senate Ways and Means Committee in a February 20th public hearing. And so you see a, a pattern here, right, of the state wanting to control the thought and the speech, the First Amendment right, which, by the way, is to protect the citizens, not the government. They want to take it away. And they want to control it. They want to define what's permissible under the First Amendment. It, the First Amendment is absolute. Every amendment is absolute. That's how the founders wrote it. That was their intention. And to come along and say that, no, now we're just going to arbitrarily decide what is allowed to be free speech and what is not is complete bullshit. And you see it with Hochul. You see it with Nikki Haley. You see it in Washington state with the legislature here. And those are just a few examples of what's going on all across the country. All right. I've ragged on Nikki Haley a little bit. Let's take a look at RFK jr. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of uh, people. RFK is great. He's not, I even see it from conservatives and Republicans saying that, you know, RFK Jr., he's great, man. Look at him. He's saying all the right things. Listen to what you just said, because I hear that a lot. He's saying all the right things. Hmm, really? Okay. So he's saying all the right things. That's, uh, that's great. But the guy is a complete Marxist. He's an absolute socialist. He's an extreme environmentalist that would make the squad and the AOC Green New Deal look like child's play. Because he doesn't think the government should mandate it. He thinks the government should take control of businesses to make it happen. But why not hear it? I mean, why not hear it from his voice? His, his crackly, I'm sorry, he has a disease that causes his voice to sound like this. Can you imagine listening to him for four years? Be in jail. I think they should be enjoying three hots and a cot at the Hague with all the other war criminals who are there. What about politicians, uh, people who deny, who express skepticism? They're selling out the public trust. And, you know, I think those guys who are doing the, the Koch brothers bidding and who are against all the evidence of the rational mind are saying that global warming doesn't exist, that they are contemptible human beings, and that, you know, I wish that there were a law you could punish them under. I don't think there's a war, a law that you can punish those politicians under, but I, do I think the Koch brothers should be prosecuted for reckless endangerment? Absolutely. That's- he, he wishes there was a law where people could be punished for denying climate whatever. Did climate change, did, did, again, depend on, how, on, on whose definition? The government's definition. So if you, def, if you deny a climate change based on what the government defines it as being, he believes that there should be a law where you would be put in prison. Let, let, let's be clear about that. But since there's not a law for the common man and the common U.S. citizen, the Koch brothers should definitely be held accountable. Again, his words, not mine. Right. This was on uh, the uh, another show, and for some reason, because my mind's getting older, like Joe Biden's, I forgot forget, forget things sometimes. But uh, RFK says something similar right here. Check it out. 
What about uh, AOC's new Alex Green Jones. Deal? What do you think about that? I, I you know, I the Green think, New Deal. Excuse I me. think the Green New Deal is you know, all of that stuff is important. It's good. We ought to be pursuing it. Now listen. My approach closely. is more market-based than kind of top-down dictates. Um, you know, I believe that we should use market mechanisms like. Um, like carbon taxes and, you know, and the elimination of subsidies. And I think that that, those are the things that would transition our. So catch what he said there, not top down, but kind of sideways, kind of like how the government is censoring speech through private companies, right? That Twitter, Facebook, they've been censoring speech based off of what the government wants them to do. This is very similar to that. This is, uh, he wants to put carbon taxes on private corporations to the point where they cannot afford to do business with cheap energy. That they're going to be forced into doing business with expensive energy that, by the way, is not even available right now. And Biden's kind of doing the same thing. And you see energy costs going through the roof. What if there's no option? What if the government puts carbon taxes on all these corporations and they have no choice but to provide expensive energy? Do you think the corporations are going to just, they're just going to, out of the goodness of their hearts, they're just going to pay for it? No, no. See, they're, they're in business to make a profit. That's why they're called for-profit corporations. Get it? Kind of capitalism sort of thing that we got going on here in the United States. I don't know. Call me crazy. RFK Jr.'s solution is to control the corporations through illegal taxation, forcing them to provide high energy prices and products to the American people. And they'll pass along the cost, and pretty soon they'll have to have a government bailout with more of your tax dollars. And, you know, really, it, and I don't know why people believe the, these people. I mean, the, the liberals, it's, it's like the, the white liberal always fighting for the black man or BLM, Black Lives Matter, American Lives Matter, by the way. It doesn't matter what color you are. And uh, so, so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and control that just like we do i mean the white man is it's always the white liberal going let me i got lost there it's always the white liberal that's kind of going after all these causes and now they're of course they're they're hamas sympathizers now as well but i think malcolm x said it said it pretty good about the white liberal and uh, this was the best audio i could get it's an old video obviously it's boosted if i boosted it too much then it would distort so here we go there are many whites who are trying to solve the problem but you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox. And a fox is, almost, is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to. But the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling and taking for a friend. 
Yeah, you take them for a friend, you know, and and that's the thing you need to remember is that it's not uh, the, the the fox will come after you, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Use any analogy you want. That is what the liberal ideology is doing. That's what the Marxist ideology is doing. They're they're selling a whole generation of kids on this on this bullshit that somehow there's some uh, perfect. The reason socialism has never worked in the past is because we're going to do it differently. It just has never been done quite right, even though it's been tried and failed over and over and over again in many cultures, many societies, many different countries of different sizes. And yet we're going to, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it right. I'm going to say something that, you know, a lot of people, every time I talk about this guy, I get grief from the only Trumpers. And I'm going to use this moment to say again, if you're if you your opinion is Trump or nothing and and at the at the and and I I'm, I'm going to vote for Trump. But if you're so blinded and so close-minded that you won't listen to anything else unless it comes from the mouth of Trump, you're no different than a never Trumper and honestly no different than than a liberal. I'm going to use that. Uh, so we're talking about the younger generation and how they are brainwashing generations of kids to believing that America is bad, to believing that Hamas is good, to believing that there's some sort of systemic racism in this country. And there's guys like this who give me hope. Vivek Ramaswamy for the hope of the future of the conservative in the America First movement. And, you know, I'm sorry if you think he's too polished. I'm sorry if you think he's too handsome and too articulate and too well-dressed, he's well-educated. I don't, I don't remember when that was a bad thing. I don't remember when that became a bad thing. And it's sad that it has. But uh, before the debate prep, this, this video has popped up. He's, he, and I'm going to play the video, and then I'm going to comment a couple of things on it. I'm going to try really hard not to interrupt. I'm going to let it play all the way through. And uh if I do interrupt, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to restrain my comments until the end. Check it out. That's presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy today. So after the debate, we picked him up from this super yacht in Miami, and now it's time to get him standing up on a surfboard. So first, I taught him some of the basics, and then it was time for his first attempt. And after just a couple of attempts, he was already able to stand. You're up, you want it to shift like this, holding a rope? Let's yeah. do that, let's master that first. Yeah. For someone who's never surfed before, it was crazy how fast he was able to learn. So now that he's comfortable, we decided to step things up a notch by getting our business suits on and surfing in his natural habitat. And if this goes viral, we'll do something even crazier to warm up for his next... <laughs> All right, so a couple of things. These influencers... Now, now first of all... Uh, Bravo Vivek, I get what you're doing, and this is on TikTok. This is everywhere. He's he's hired some. Uh, I don't know who this guy is because uh, I'm old. <laughs> he's uh, he's some big influencer, and so Vivek has gotten him to kind of follow him around and do vi- shorts, video shorts, put them out there. And so they got this. I don't know where they got the mega yacht from. I don't know if it was the influencer's connection or if it was Vivek's connection. They're both, I think, pretty well off. Vivek is super well off. It doesn't really matter. But wake surfing is not, you know, he did get up on a second or third attempt. It's not that hard. You're only going like about 10 miles per hour. So it's it's not like you're, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, boogie boarding or or, uh, or water skiing. It's much more mellow. And if you fall over, it's not like you're hitting concrete. I've done it. I love wake surfing. It's, fuck, it's, it's fun as hell. 
So, but so that's one thing. And this will reach the younger demographic, and it does it in a way that's authentic because Vivek is closer closer to that younger demographic, those people in their 20s that are beginning to pay attention to politics than, than we are, right? It's not like some crusty old man like like Biden. Oh, that corn pop, you know, he's a bad dude. And I went and talked to him in the parking lot trying to act all tough and shit. And then young people just laugh. They just laugh, all right? They laugh at the bushes too, and rightly so. And a lot of them, I think, also laugh at Donald Trump because he's old as well. But Vivek, and, and don't get me wrong, I want Donald Trump to win. But Vivek is going to appeal to a younger demographic. I think that's super important, and you should too. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is, what the hell is up with all these influencers who do these shorts? And so, like, I'm in the market for an RV right now. And, and so I watch these stories and reels on social media. Let me ch- tell you about a day in my RV. And then we go to this RV and look at my kitchen. And it's big. And we go over here and look at my TV and look at my fireplace. And they have this real quick chopped voice. And then this guy, same fucking thing, the way they talk. So today we went wake surfing with Vivek Ramaswamy. And we went out and then we went on the surfboard. And then he got up on his second try. And then, you know, it was really cool. And now we're going to put him in his natural habitat. Why do they talk like that? Do they go to school to learn how to talk like that? What in the actual fuck? Ugh. It's super frustrating because it turns me off. There's some videos I actually want to watch that I'm interested in, and that voice comes on, and there's a male version, and there's a female version. Are these AI bots, do they speed up the their voice, or do they just naturally learn to, to talk like dumb shits? I can't stand it. I can't stand it. You young people are turning a lot of old people off. With your stupid fucking voices and your influencer videos. So, anyway, a little bit of good news. We've been seeing a lot of uh, protests, some call them. I call them Hamas supporters. Some people call them Palestinian supporters. I call them Hamas supporters because I don't see a difference between the two. But some good news. There was yesterday in in Washington, D.C., a large estimates, a couple hundred thousand people uh, of Jews supporting Israel. And so let's take a look at what they were up to. Check it out. Yeah, it looks like they're having a good old time, right? And they're out there showing their support for Israel in a peaceful way, in a fun way. Let's compare that to what was going on uh, 10 days ago with the Hamas supporters outside of the White House. You see a little difference there between those who support Hamas and those who support Israel? It's kind of like night and day, right? So just know that that the 
the Israeli supporters and the Jews, they're, you know, it's a lot like conservatives, the silent majority. I don't think the majority of people believe that, that Hamas should be protected or celebrated. I, I just, I, I, I really can't, I, I just can't buy that. I can't buy that. Let's go to a story here of a middle schooler who attended a high school football game. And I want to make sure I get it right. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, pop open the the story here. So this came and, and uh, hat tip to Colin Rugg for, for bringing this to my attention. Apparently this was a middle school that, uh, that he went to, or no, a high school that he went to. And what I really should have done was I should have popped this up on a, I have the ability to do this now. I could put, internet right up on the screen and scroll right through it and show it to you. And I, I should have done that. Mm. I'm going to learn this stuff and learn this new software. It's going to go well. So this, this young man attended, he's a middle school kid. You can kind of tell by looking at him and this middle, this particular middle school, uh, Maryland is right next to the high school. So they kind of, you know, there's a camaraderie there. And of course, as when you're in middle school and you're thinking about going to high school and stuff, man, you start going to the to the Friday night football games when you're in middle school and you start thinking about, you know, and dreaming about, you know, maybe playing football in high school or, or whatever, whatever. So middle, here, here's the story. And this is the kid. And you can see he, he put eye black on. Eye black is there to stop the glare from lights or sun from going in your eyes. That's the purpose of over time, it has evolved into uh, players and fans putting it all over their face, right? So it's not just on their eyes. It's kind of all around. It, you know, it's war paint, basically, is what they're using it for. And that's okay, man. No problem with that. So here's a story. A middle schooler who went to a football game at my former high school, this is Colin Rugg talking, has been suspended for wearing blackface. Uh, I Oh, he was in attendance at this game, which took place on October 13th. The student attends Mirlands, which is right next to the high school. These schools are filled with liberal teachers who teach liberal children who come from liberal families who are always trying to cause issues so that their development is not surprising. The boy showed up to the game wearing eye paint, which is common in football. He was even complimented by a black security guard. A week later... The boy was called into the office and suspended for intending to harm. He was suspended from school for going to a football game like that. They said he was wearing blackface. He is no longer allowed to attend high school sporting events. I don't know whether this is permanent or not. I don't know if this is something that uh, is going is to continue. Anyway, the foundation for individual rights and expression, uh, FIRE, issued a strong statement defending the boy. They said, As the First Amendment protects J.A.'s non-disruptive expression of team spirit via a style commonly used by athletes and fans, notwithstanding your inaccurate description of it as blackface, FIRE calls on the school to remove the infraction from J.A.'s disciplinary record and lift the ban on his attendance at future athletic events. Jay's appearance emulated the style of an eye black worn by many athletes. Such use of eye black began as a way to reduce glare during games, but long ago evolved into miniature billboards for personal messages and war paint slatherings. 
I would take it a step further. Yes, his disciplinary record should be entirely cleared because of this. But I would go on to say that not only that, the administrators who came up with ridiculous conclusion that he was trying to, uh, what, what was the word used? Um, uh, intimidate to harm, intimidation to harm. That's what he was suspended for. Whoever came up with that ridiculous idea, the administrator that made the decision this boy needed to be suspended and banned from all high school sporting events needs to be fired. Period. And by the way, so it wasn't a teacher that made this decision. A teacher may have reported it, but it was an administrator that made the decision, and administrators are not protected by unions. So fuck them. I think that whoever made this 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 decision, God, this kid, he's in middle school. He thought he was being cool. He thought he thought he was going to be cool, like the players who rub rub this stuff all over their face. Especially at the high school and college levels, not as much at the pro levels. Although there, there are still hangovers in the pro levels that still do that. They, man, they put that eye black all over their face. He wasn't wearing black face. He was trying to he doing what he thought was going to be fun and cool, and then you punish him for it. How do you think that makes him feel? It's pretty sad. Pretty sad. All right, shifting gears. Uh, Xi Jinping, the apparently the new leader of the free world, because Biden has relinquished his position to that. Oh, the new free leader of the communist world. He came to the uh, California Communist Party, the state of California. Came to San Francisco. San Francisco, by the way, has been getting ready. They actually cleaned up all the human feces and drug paraphernalia and open drug dens on the sidewalks and and all the tent encampments. They got rid of all that shit. All of a sudden, they're able to take care of it. It's been this way for years and getting worse every single week. I mean, got it. It's getting worse and worse constantly. People are fleeing the city. Pro- property prices somehow are through the roof. But they were able to clean it up in, in about a week because, oh, man, the new leader of the communist world, Xi Jinping, is coming. And we need to take care of it. So he came down the ramp of the airplane. Here he is arriving. Oh, yeah, goody, good for you, good for you. Now, the difference between he and President Biden, uh, there are a few, even though Biden's a communist as well. He could make it down the big steps without falling. And if you look at this... He made it down pretty well. And he's, this is not a young man either. But he does know how to walk downstairs. So this is good. Here he is greeting the, the reception committee. I don't know why somebody with the federal government wasn't there to greet him. They sent Gavin Newsom instead. And Gavin Newsom does his best Iran DeSanctus impression here. Watch his head. He's bobbing his head. Yeah, so there they go. And, uh, oh, that's that's just so nice. So, because Newsom is the heir apparent, right? But, man, that arrogant schmug fucker, I I can't imagine him uh, being able to become president of the United States. So, but there is is, uh, Xi Jinping. He is coming to be, uh, I guess, the new great person of... 
United States. And we gave him a heck of a welcome. You know, I mean, oh, for, before we go there, before we go there, because I got to change pages for that. Look at, check this out, first of all. So we, we saw, we saw Newsom greet him. And then if you look at this, and, and I'm sorry, if you're just listening on on a, on a podcast channel and you're listening to audio only, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. And you're going to be able to see a whole lot of new stuff. But uh, that's Gavin Newsom's wife wearing the mustard colored uh, 60s hippie style kind of polyester pantsuit. And then she's got white cowboy boots on, or I don't know if they're cowboy boots, but white boots with a mustard um, polyester pant uh, bodysuit, for lack of a better term. Oh, man. But Janet Yellen, what the hell is she doing there meeting the leader of China for? I mean, Janet Yellen, really? She's a... She's a Treasury Secretary. I mean, I can understand if she was, uh, uh, you know... Some other secretary. She's the one that Clinton used to be secretary, secretary of state. There we go, secretary of state. I, I can understand if she was that, maybe there to meet an international leader. But why, as secretary of state, is she there to meet an inter international leader? You know, you can imagine. I mean, but hey, they got it ready. Now, before I'm going to preface this, actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and play the clip first, and then we'll talk about it. Check it out. Xi Jinping arriving in San Francisco, his motorcade. Now, word is that Part of the, because they negotiate these things, world leaders don't just go visit somebody. There's going to be prerequisites. There's going to be different things that need to be done, different ceremonies, different uh, ass kissing, for lack of a better term, that needs to happen for international leaders to agree to do things like this. And in this case, one of them was that China insisted on Chinese students from around California not just not Americans who are Chinese, but Chinese that are here on student visas learning in our universities. One of their requirements, where it is, was that they, and if you look at that video closely, you'll see these are all young Chinese people that students from around California would need to be on the motorcade route waving Chinese flags and banners. So there you are. People in the United States of America, we've got a tribute to one of the most oppressive regimes, a regime that is committing genocide against the Uyghurs, a regime that is intent on dominating the world, whose expressed purpose is to destroy the West, to become the new world dominant leader. And we capitulate to them by basically giving them a, a ticker tape parade. I mean, we may as well have been dropping ticker tape on them and welcoming them as some sort of fucking war hero. But this is what the Biden administration does. And this is who President Biden has always been. Check this. 
That first visit came amid a debate in the United States of America, similar to the one that exists today, about how to view China's emergence. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I believed in 1979 and said so, and I believe now that a rising China is a positive development, not only for the people of China, but for the United States and the world as a whole. A rising China will fuel economic growth and prosperity, and it will bring to the fore a new partner with whom we can meet global challenges together. Let me be clear. Anytime a politician says, let me be clear, anything that follows that is a lie. Anything that follows that, whether it's a politician, whether it's Karine Jean-Pierre, I haven't heard from her lately. I'm going to have to have her on the show tomorrow. I miss her, man. Her and her little Raggedy Ann hair. She's like the black Raggedy Ann, right? Ooh, was that a was that not a politically correct thing to say? But Biden, going all the way back to 1979, thinks a strong China and a growing China is a great thing. Great thing. Absolutely. I think that we should have more of that. You know, I, I gotta I gotta ask though, Clint, what do you think of that? What a load of shit. Yeah. It is a load of shit. I, I mean, I can't believe that we're sitting here kissing the ass of a country who wants to dominate the world. I guess Biden is ready to pass the baton. Here's another, here's another thing from Biden. Check it out. We want to see China rise. To continue to rise in a responsible way that will benefit you most, China, because you have an important role to play. A rising China can be a significant asset for the region and the world, and selfishly for the United States. And then we had this one. Your meeting with Xi tomorrow, sir. And do you? What, how would you define success with your meeting with President Xi? To get back on a normal course of corresponding, being able to pick up the phone and talk to one another if there's a crisis, being able to make sure our military still have contact with one another. We can't take, as I told you, we're not trying to decouple from China. But we're, what we're trying to do is change the relationship for the better. From my perspective, if in fact the Chinese people who are in trouble right now economically. If the average homeowner or the homeowner, if the average... Hey, by the way, the American people are in fucking trouble economically too, asshole. Oh my God. Who, by the way, the Chinese people who are in trouble economically, what about the American people who are in trouble economically, Joe? Oh, that's right. You're China, Joe. Beijing, Biden. You love China. Your family loves China. You've been benefiting from China. You've been getting fucking wealthy from China. All right, there's my little mid-span rant. A citizen in China was able to have a decent-paying job. That benefits them and it benefits all of us. But I'm not going to continue to sustain the support for positions where if we want to invest in China, we have to turn over all our trade secrets. Thank you. Unbelievable. This guy, he's more worried about the citizens of China and the economic hardships that they're facing than he 
is the American citizen and the American or the, the economic hardships that we're facing. He just said so. And he does it all the time. This is not some new thing. And, uh, and I skipped one there. I'm going to play this one as well. Look at who we are. I've, known, I've met virtually every major world leader in my role as vice president and as foreign relations chairman over the last 30 years. And that's not hyperbole. Virtually every one. I don't know a single solitary one who would not change places with the problems the President of the United States has versus the problems they have. China is going to eat our lunch. Come on, man. Come on, man. They can't even figure out how to deal with the, 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 the fact that they have this great division between the China Sea and the mountains in the east, I mean, in the west. They can't figure out how they're going to deal with the corruption that exists within the system. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. First, he talks about how they have massive corruption in their system. In the very next sentence, or in the same sentence, so he says they have mass corruption in their system, and then he says, but they're not bad folks, folks. Which is it? Do they have mass corruption in their system that enables people like you and your son to reap billions of dollars from them? Maybe not billions. Definitely tens of millions. Or are they good folks? And they're not a threat to us? Really? Really? Try to go buy something that doesn't say made China on it. Try to buy something off of Amazon that doesn't say made in China on it. I challenge it. Do it. They are a threat. Big time. And I talked about how the San Francisco, you know, they were able to clean up their shit show, literally shit show on their sidewalks in a matter of of a week. And here's what their mayor had to say. Check this out. There's one question that everyone has. Why has it taken the visit of U.S. President Biden, China's President Xi, leaders from around the world for action on all of the problems that this city has been talking about for four years now? Well, just to be clear, we have been working on this now for a few years. This is not uh, an issue that we've been sitting around waiting uh, to solve. It's been something that San Francisco continues to work on. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You've been working on this for years. <laughs> if you've been working on this for years, you're a pathetic failure at what you do for your job. I don't think you've been working on it at all. You've just been sucking your taxpayer dry and living like a queen. Yeah, San Francisco is a complete shit show. I did want to, uh, I did want to cover this one thing before we close. So, uh, you remember the the Las Vegas uh, incident where a white kid, a gang of gang of black guys, um, beat to death a uh, another student. Um, horrific, very saddening, very. Um, I mean, just that this is happening uh, on a more and more regular basis is uh, 
It makes me sad, man. And it makes me concerned about the future of the United States of America. But it is happening, and it does need to be reported. Uh, fortunately, they were able to investigate, and eight youths who participated in the uh, beating to death, this other kid, black kids, by the way, all beating to death a white kid. Um, I mean, the video shows like 15, 16 people, but apparently eight of them have been arrested, not only arrested, but charged with murder. And that's good. Here's this. Here's the uh, update from from the sheriff there. As I mentioned earlier, as a result of our investigation, we were able to identify eight of those 10 subjects. And based on that investigation, we we conducted an apprehension operation this morning with the FBI criminal apprehension team and members of our major violators and narcotics bureau. During that operation, we were able to arrest all eight subjects. And we executed nine search warrants at various residences throughout the Las Vegas Valley. During those search warrants, detectives were able to obtain numerous clothing from the residences that the suspects wore during the attack on Mr. Lewis. All subjects that were arrested in this incident range from the age of 13 to 70, 17. All are juveniles and all were booked into the Clark County Juvenile Hall on charges of murder. The case will now be turned over to the Clark County District Attorney's Office, who we've been in close coordination with and we'll go through the normal steps of determining, uh, for uh, going through the normal steps for them to be certified as an adult. As the under- I'll, I'll pause there and say that uh, in Nevada, any cr- or a capital crime committed by a youth 16 years and older is automatically uh, tried as an adult. The sheriff mentioned in this investigation is far from over. Uh, we've identified eight of the ten we are believe are responsible for the murder but through our pio office we will be pushing out additional pictures of two individuals that we have yet to identify that participated in the incident and uh, with the uh, requesting assistance from the community with identifying them Uh, i also want to secondly ask anybody in the community that if you have know anybody who witnessed this if you see video of this from social media Please don't be, don't just believe we have it. There's a high likelihood that there's additional video out there that we don't have. I encourage anyone, if you have that video, to please contact the LVMPD homicide section, or if you wish to remain anonymous, that video can be shared through Clark County, uh, through um, Crime Stoppers in Nevada. Uh, that information is very necessary in investigations like this, and has helped us greatly in this investigation. So there you go. Um, hopefully, justice will be served there. Very tragic, very sad. Anyway, on that note, um, thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on a podcast channel or renegaderadio.com, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where you can find all the videos, all the different stuff I put up, uh, different assets, some of the stuff that you can read. You can also uh, look at the closed captioning if you so desire, if you need that. Um, Anyway, Make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm on all socials at the nun report except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. Or on Twitter because on there I'm not at the nun report. On Twitter, at nun report. Just at nun report on Twitter. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You catch it all in one place. All right. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. (laughs) 